Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror, and we bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and again, you know, we, we, we talked last week all about 2019, but it's 2020, and this week we've got a big show. Uh, as always, we've got a ton of news to talk about, but this is the preview show of 2020 horror movies. Very excited to do this show. We got a lot to talk about with these big movies coming out. Huge list of movies that we know about offhand. So uh, very excited to do the show. But how can I do this show without the greatest co-host of all co-hosts in the world? He is the co-host of co-hosts. And uh, you know what? This is actually sad news that I have to pass along this week. For his role in the Houston Astros cheating scandal, he's been suspended from Horizon 607 for one minute. Please welcome Rich. <laughs> I'm trying to get my minute suspension yeah. in. <laughs> You're in timeout, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't know if I had anything to do with that cheating aspect. Uh, I, I might, I might have been, uh, I might still be hungover from Richapalooza, though. Yes. Oh, so. oh, you were wrecked. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, my one day of the year to get obnoxiously drunk, and I, I did. Yeah, that's the first time I've seen that. And I, and I did finish uh, off that bottle of American honey. So there did you go, you really? ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, wow. that was my goal for the evening. It's gone. It was a big bottle. It was. It was I had a shot bottle. of it. Yes, yes, yes. It was delicious. It is delicious. I love that stuff. I also had a shot of Fireball, courtesy of your wife, who, yes, who said she got that. She, but yeah, we had it at the house from a different uh, party, and we brought a bunch of stuff just ah. to see if anybody wanted it. Because obviously, you know, hey. We're you obviously mentioned it to her because she said, Mike, I brought, I, I brought Fireball. Well, yeah, I thought you were bringing Fireball and uh, 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 Angry Orchard. Yeah. But then you, you were in a hurry and didn't uh, bring anything. Yeah, I was getting text messages. Angry, angry text messages from from uh, a, a little Italian friend of ours. Uh, he goes by the name of Dino. And if you know anything about Italian men named Dino, you don't mess with them. Yeah. When they tell you to get somewhere, you listen. I don't care. I don't listen to him still. <laughs> we love you, Dino. All right. All right. So well, we, got a, we got a big show this week. Yeah. Stuff. This is going to be this is gonna got, be a big this, one. I think this is the most news we've had. In 2020 so far. Yeah. I mean, honestly, well, considering there's been two episodes. So. Well, yeah. But then, the, the well, coming into la the last ones of 2019, <clears throat> there wasn't a lot of stuff either. No. And, there's uh, a lot of stuff. No, we're not though. doing, even without a three-segment uh, situation this week, we're yeah. still going to have a lot because lots of previews, lots of movies coming to you in 2020 in the yeah. horizon. I'm excited to talk about this stuff. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Might as well kick off the news. Just jump right in, Mike. All right. Well, uh, we got um, we got a lot of series talk this week. You know, not, not as much about the movies themselves. A few things about movies, but a lot of stuff about horror series and uh we already knew this was coming but we're going to kick off the show with uh the fact that sci-fi has officially announced it's direct a series chucky so chucky is definitely coming and um yeah based on the original movies based on the, the original uh, movies not the, not the remake uh so what we do know very little up to this point has been has been made known but um but there there was some news about it so the series is going to follow chucky as he turns up in a yard sale in suburbia murders then soon begin to occur 
and uh, it's going to kind of follow that, and uh, it's going to kind of expose secrets that that the townsfolk have uh, as the murders are occurring. So you're talking American Horror Story with Chucky. Yes. It kind of feels that way. Yeah. I, I Desperate just, Housewives with Chucky. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was picturing is Desperate Housewives. So uh, uh, Don Mancini is going to be directing the first episode, though. Uh, you know, here's the thing, man. I wish I was more excited. And I know it's going to sound weird because last year at this time when we were doing the preview show, I was full anti the remake. Yeah. And then, you know, fast forward to June 21st when we saw the remake of Child's Play. We were excited. And uh, it was actually very entertaining. And so it was surprised me. And now, you know, back then, if you would ask me, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this series. It'll be done right. And now I'm like, well, the remake was really good. And now we're going to and then you hear the synopsis for the series. and I'm like, and then the sci fi angle. Like, that's also... That's I mean, my biggest Leprechaun issue. Leprechaun Returns is still burnt yes. into my mind. Or anything else that's on that channel. I, don't, I mean, I'm not going to count their Asylum movies, let's be honest. No, Nobody gives... You, know, you understand that those movies are going to be bad. They're rip-offs of other things that are cheap-made, and we get that. That's fine. So I'm not going to... But they had technically, in a quote-unquote, a bigger budget franchise with Leprechaun and Leprechaun Returns, and it just was bad. It was right, atrocious. But, like, think back to, like, some of the uh, sequels uh, to even, like, the Pumpkinhead movies. I think there were two of them that sci-fi made. And just, like, really cheesy, bad uh, effects. Like, I like to forget bad that those CGI. happened. Yeah, like that, I know. But I'm just, I'm just going from recent memory, though. Right. Like, not, let's not dive into the history of horrible movies in sci-fi, because we could be here all day. Like I said, we could start talking about the Asylum movies that are horrible. Right. We could talk about all sorts of crazy stuff they've done. But, you took a franchise like Leprechaun and you're trying to quote unquote bring it back and it was the shits. It was the drizzling yeah. shits and uh, made me regret watching it. And now Child's Play, like I said, you would ask me a year ago when I was all on board and then I saw the new direction of the new one and I'm like, give me a sequel to the remake because I, I would be interested to see where that story goes. Right. And you're giving me Desperate Housewives meet Chucky on sci-fi. Yeah. And I'm like, at some point in Juncture, it kind of goes to that point is, and I'm not trying to be mean to Don Mancini, it's, it's, it's his... It's his baby, but at the same time, it gets to that point where you're like, come on, man, There's you can do a lot of harm to the product. It's like the Hulk Hogan yeah. effect. Hulk Hogan was the biggest name in pro wrestling and uh, universally known, but at this point in juncture, it seems like he's done as much bad for the business as he's done good for the business, yeah. and I feel like bringing back a half-assed show on sci-fi you know, just because you can might not be the best thing, especially after Child's Play, the remake, was successful right. at the box office. Well, I was saying this a year ago. I was afraid that that movie, the remake, was going to screw up everything with the original series. I don't know if you remember me talking right, about yeah. that, but that was always my biggest issue. Now, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the fact that this is going to be a series. I never have been. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, obviously, of all of the networks that this could have been on, I think that the only thing worse than sci-fi that it could have been on, if, if, if there is anything True worse TV? would have been... Well, no, no, like the CW would have been worse. <laughs> oh, that's that MTV, maybe, you know. Okay, listen, maybe MTV, but CW, they, they got the Arrowverse, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, but can you imagine Chucky on that? That would have been for teenagers. Right, but they wouldn't put it on there because that's why right. they, they, they have a little, they but have they, what they have. But they were talking about putting Friday the 13th, the series, on the CW. You know, that was that was something that was going to happen at Teenagers one point. And, and Jason, it works. Ugh. Think about it. He kills a lot of teenagers. But how do you works. dumb it down? Because everything on there is, I don't know. I, I would. I, I would suggest that you don't watch the Arrowverse, do you? No. Because they don't really dumb any of that down. It's great. No. Some good television. Arrow's great. I Flash watch Riverdale. Great. Riverdale's good. I like Riverdale. It's corny, but I like it. Riverdale is like the, a dark version of 90210. 
Yeah, like a super dark version. Super dark. Uh, but anyways, uh, so no, I don't think that they fail there. CW actually would be, I would, I'd be more happy if it was on CW, especially with the synopsis of the show, because I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, actually, at least they can do that kind of programming. Just, but if you if, if do yourself a favor, I know you don't really get into comic book stuff, but check out some of the Arrowverse offerings. Like, just just check out an episode. Trust me, you'll be like, oh man, it is geared towards you know nerdier people like myself who watch <laughs> who watch comic book shows and movies. But it, it's also very good. It's very well produced, and that's my. That's the difference. I I, I just picture it, everything being Dawson's Creek. Out no, there. no. But then again, you watch Riverdale, so you know everything's Dawson's which is Dawson's Creek, Creek. <laughs> Dar- but darker, but darker, which is good. Yeah. But it's shot well. It's well produced. Yeah. I, I like the show. Sci-fi, yeah. on the other hand, nothing is shot well. No, nothing it's is well very produced. Shoddy quality. Um, <laughs> so, you know the really bad uh, um, effects, really really bad blood effects, CGI effects. That's what concerns me. You know, uh, like I said, I also turned the page after seeing the remake and seeing how entertaining the remake is. I'm like, all right, I want to see more of this universe and see where they take this story. And hopefully they don't bungle it up like the original story got bungled. up. Yeah, and it did get bungled up. But again, you know, here's my thing. I loved Curse of Chucky. That movie should not have been direct to video. That should have been in theaters because that was the best sequel there was. It was dark. It was it was very much like the original. It was, you know, but it, it ended up tying things in with the other movies in the series, including Seed. Right. But you here's, know, the, here's and, the problem. Of Chucky, but They're not doing that for the show, though. No, I know. They're doing something that's They're, completely batshit crazy and going back to the formula that was not good in the Child's Play series. Right. Pretty much. You're going to take me to, like I said, it really is Desperate Housewives or like a bad season of American Horror Story. Yeah. That's all they're doing. Yeah. And that just doesn't make sense to me. I, like, I understand it's, it's your thing and you can do whatever you want, but you just had a very successful movie come out. Why don't you combat that with another successful movie in the line? Well, this has nothing to do with that movie, though. Keep in mind, too. Right, no, that but was I'm MGM. saying if you were... The thing is, the reason he was making the show was to snap back that MGM was taking his product and making something different. And that is the real reason. He's... he's very muchly pulling the uh, Sean Cunningham Victor Miller fight yes, over that with but MGM. This was in the works before that, right? But here's my problem: Why wouldn't you see after you saw how successful the remake movie was? Go okay, let's make, another, let's make movie another movie in the original line and follow Curse of Chucky and, and show you that we can make a very good Child's Play movie in the original line, right? Instead of going, oh, we're going to do this show that's going to turn out, in my opinion, I it could might be wrong, kill this franchise. It, it's going to turn out like Scream. The, yeah. the, the the last season of the Scream TV series. Remember, we had two seasons of Scream that weren't bad, yeah. but it wasn't Ghostface. They bring back Ghostface for the TV series, and it was atrocious. Yeah. And this could very well kill his line. And what worries me is it could not just kill his line, but it could damper us getting a sequel to the remake, which was very, believe it or not, it was lucrative. Yeah. They made a lot of money. And not only did they make a lot of money, but it was, as a story I want to see dived into further, in right. my opinion. And, you know, here's the thing. Here's the difference between, you know, what happened with Scream. So, Scream, Wes Craven was the executive producer, quote-unquote, on it. He passed away when the first season yeah. of the of the series came along, very early on in it. Um, like you said, the first two seasons were actually really good, and then we got that horrible third season. But here's the thing with that. You could easily say, well, that killed Scream. That killed any chance of the movies coming back. Well, they waited a very short period of time, and now we know that we're going to be getting another Scream movie. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We don't know Ty- what's going to happen with it, but it's coming back. I said that, but here's, here's the thing. Time tells because when that movie comes out, we'll see how it sells. We will, but here's the thing. Here's my point with this. The difference between what Scream did and what's going to be happening in the future with Scream and what's happening with Child's Play, the series, Don Mancini's been behind the entire series, and he's behind he's behind the TV series that's coming. You know, 
the original people weren't necessarily involved in the Scream TV series. This this he might be killing his own creature here. That that, that was supposed to make me feel better. The guy who made Seed of Chucky. Yeah, well, like I'm just throwing it out. Like, but he was also honest. involved in the early ones, and right. he was involved in the in the. I I agree. I understand. Cult. I, I, I hated I, cult. But. I I understand that there was was better ones. Yeah. But he is also the same guy that was involved in the Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, right. which are both horrible movies. So at the same point in juncture, you can't be like, and, and I'm not shitting on it. I love what he created. I'm a big fan of the Child's Play series. And that's why it offended me with the remake. And then the remake ended up being good. And now I'm sitting back going, dude, take your paycheck because you know because you created it, you got some money off of it. Take your paycheck and let somebody else maybe take this in the way that it looks like it's going to be good. Instead of being like, hey, I'm going to show my nuts because... Regardless if you're saying it was in the works beforehand, it might have been, but there was also inklings about a remake at the same time. So I feel like he'd try to put stuff into work so that way it might block the remake. Yeah. Or if they made it, he could go, hey, I have my own thing. And now it's going to look like it's almost it's it's almost like prequel Star Wars at time. Right. You know, George Lucas made the, the original trilogy and it was great. And then the prequel trilogy, eh, not so much. And, and it's really getting into that area for him, especially yeah. after there was a great rebirth with the remake and you could actually play off that story. Maybe he could get involved and get on board with that story and go, hey, how can we move it to the next level? Because I really do feel like there's a lot there. And at the end of that movie, I wanted a lot more. And there's a lot further you can go. Are you suggesting there could have been a Chucky versus Chucky? You could. You could very well do that eventually down the line. But I would do a straight sequel to Child's Play because the reason why I would do a straight sequel to it is because there's a lot more. Now, the first movie, what I loved about it is they gave you half the movie was backstory, then half the movie was a slasher film. So they gave you the backstory. That means the next movie could be pretty much all slasher. Oh, yeah. Because you don't need the whole backstory. You just need how he comes back. We already kind of saw that because he can just remember. The nice part about technology is he could download his stuff into another doll and it's not it's not like it's unbelievable. That happens. You can download from one. I can download from my computer to your computer. So all he had to do before he died or even before that whole last scene was upload his stuff into a different doll. Right. And and perfect. Here we are. It's easily explained. You don't have to worry about the mumbo jumbo. You don't have to worry about whatever. Right. And and, and you could go so much further. And they did a lot of cool stuff in that, but you could go further. And I just, I am just worried that this show I don't know. I just I, I think that this is going to kill the creation. When, when, yeah, when that, I saw the when I saw the about. synopsis, I went no fucking way. Like if you're going to do a show, even let's do a show that's more based on curse or cult. I know you didn't like cult as much, but it's still vet off a curse. So you could actually do a show where you had like just that world just keeps getting and that was the original open thing that we were hearing was going to happen with it. So and now it's Desperate Housewives, which and now and now it is. So hopefully they get Eva Longoria because I heard she's not up to much these days. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be something? Terry Hatcher maybe. <laughs> so I, I heard you mention American Horror Story in there. We got American Horror Story uh, news this week. Uh, It has been renewed by FX for seasons 11, 12, and 13. So not only are we going to be getting season 10, which we already knew was going to be coming in 2020, but there's going to be three more seasons coming. Yeah, so technically four more seasons, but it was they already had the the 10, as you point out. So three more after that. Uh, I guess it could be good or bad. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Judging by the last few uh, seasons... 
I mean, 84 started off great. It started good. It got really bad. And then it kind of... And it ended good. The, the thing I liked about it was it's a, it was actually humorous. Yes. Which yes. the other seasons didn't have, really. Self-aware. It was very self-aware. And it was really... It was meta. campy just the way it should be. It was, it was meta. It was yeah. super meta, which was good. And I enjoyed that. And I agree with you. It yeah. started off the first few episodes super good. The bat, You know, you get the you get the quick backstory. You get some nice build. Yeah. It, it gave you some nice things. The middle of the season kind of slowed down and dragged a little bit. Let's be honest. Well, and they started wasn't... killing everybody off really quickly, and they got right into who the killers yeah, but, were. Yeah, and, and then they slowed, and then they slowed it down. Because yeah, you can't start off as hot as they did and not slow it down. Well, that's there would have been nobody. Like, oh, there would have been nobody left. Doing. Think about it. There would have been nobody left by episode five right. if they would have kept continued the way that they did in the first three episodes. But it just it got so silly after that that it was entertaining. But so I, I ended up actually but, enjoying it but, quite a bit. Uh, but it ended well. It the did. last couple episodes were great. And the I last, liked, I the liked last the, episode the last in particular episode. was it really was, no, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that, it. the last couple episodes were great because they did a great job <laughs> of setting up the end in the last few episodes, and then that final episode I was very happy with. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I, I'm not upset with uh, season nine as a whole because as a whole, yeah, it did drag a little bit in the middle. But I think that's it was one they, of the better seasons. Yeah, they, they. I think it's because they just started off too hot. Yeah. Think about it. If they would have continued what they did episodes one through three and continued that on, there would have been nobody left in the cast by episode five. Right, and I think what I was hoping it was going to be which I knew they wouldn't do because it's American Horror Story and they always have to get their stamp on it and, and do the same thing but I just thought you know make a slasher movie but just one victim a week you know that's kind of what I was hoping was going to happen and when they killed started killing everybody off early I was like oh what are they doing but we already but they did that. recover we already had that we had slasher right but slasher, I would have liked to have seen that slasher something with a bigger budget that's slasher season three did that exact thing and it was phenomenal. Right. But once again, but you American can't, Horror Story could have done that and it could have been yeah, better. But then people would have said you copied Slasher, especially fans of the genre. And if you haven't Maybe. seen Slasher season three, you need to do yourself a oh, favor yeah. and see that. That is an amazing show. Yeah. Uh, I really, really hope I, that I Netflix dug, brings that back. For I, I hope so season. too. It was very good. But uh, so, I mean, I, I understand them being careful, but I understand also because fans were kind of like down on the season coming into it, yeah. why they started off hot. But I also understand that's why they had to slow it down. Because right. like I said, I, I, I'm honest. Think about the body count in the first three episodes. If they would have continued on that path, that season is a five episode season because you wouldn't have had anybody left but the killers. Right. <laughs> I, and again, I mean, I think that I, I had this one hope coming in. It started going down a different route, and I was like, oh, this is this is sickening. I don't even want to watch this anymore. And I almost stopped, and I'm glad I didn't because the, the end game was let's make this really silly and funny and goofy and, 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 and then bring it but back. But also around. have a really good heart at the end. You well, know? I was going to say, they it brought it back. At the, the end. Oh, it was. The best part about it was they brought, they, they, they made it silly and campy, which is good for the 80s, anyways. And on top of making it silly and campy in the middle, they came back with a great ending. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, so I, I like. They put the nice little bow on the end, and they went in a different direction than you thought they were going. Oh too. yeah, absolutely. Like I did not see that, and when it, from beginning to end, I did not see the season ending the way it did. Quite right. honestly, especially like you said, it was sad, and you're like, wait, wait a minute, that that shouldn't have happened, but. It was good. I, yeah. I love endings that just catch you off guard. I got to tell you, I love Billy Lord's Montana. Montana was great. Yes. Uh, and and Matthew Morrison, his Trevor Kirshner, <laughs> you know, walking around with his little short shorts and his. Is, dude, they they encapsulated 1980s horror movies. Let's they be really honest. did. They really did. It was great. Was, I, I, oh, so was they did fantastic. a great the 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 look of it, the feel of it. Unlike The Grudge, where it did not feel uh, like the where it didn't feel like the early 2000s. No, they definitely had you in a time capsule. You felt like you were in the 1980s, right. and it was good. And, and it felt like a 1980s slasher movie. It yep. really did. And including, and I, I'll give you this. At first, when they started doing the uh, tongue in cheek stuff, I'm with you. I kind of was like, oh, this is cringy. But as it came, kept going on, I'm like, wait a minute, they're aware of that. 
They yeah. really are making they are really making an 80s slasher film in a series. Yeah. Imagine if you took your favorite 80s slasher film, whether it's Friday the 13th, uh, whatever, whichever part, and you took it from being an hour and a half movie to being a 13 episode <laughs> hour a piece or 45 minute a piece technically with commercial breaks episode. That's what they did. They took that middle part of all those movies that's all campy and cheesy that, you know, on some level we love and they just stretched it out and yeah. it was like okay once i got that i'm like okay they're being meta about it this is great yeah. it really did look like a, an extended horror film yeah from the 80s uh fx we, we got more news from fx um Ooh. there was already a renewal for the series um what we do in the shadows which is based on a film uh, i haven't seen the series i haven't seen the movie but you know i figured it's very popular people love it and i wanted to talk about it so uh we already knew that it had been renewed for a second season uh what we didn't know was the premiere date so uh it's going to be premiering on wednesday april 15th and mark hamill has actually signed on to do a guest spot on it awesome you know, the voice of chucky himself yes he'll be there for horror zone purposes not so. to be confused with luke skywalker it's yeah not uh, the same person the same guy yeah or, could, or the voice of the joker from batman yeah, the animated not, series and not at all, all the, the animated guy. batman movies yeah not Dude, at the all, guy no. does some great work though uh, mark hamill's great great work uh, i heard he's a super nice guy and he oh. makes sure that if he's there for an autograph signing everybody gets an autograph is, even if his time is uh, up. i have not met him but i have i know people who have and have gone and waited in lines he is a very very yeah they were saying they saw him at comic-con the one year m or brian yeah they said comic-con one year he had a line he was only supposed to sign for i think it was like three hours but the line was like ridiculous yep. and he literally he stayed. stayed all day like he yep. did 10 hours of signing yep. to make sure everybody got a picture and an autograph that was yep. in the line they mean they cut the line at some point because you have to right but anybody who was waiting from the jump got that got, to, got meet to meet him and uh that's just just a testament to that's who a class he is. act but i mean come on think, think about it. this guy is mark hamill is a guy who he had one iconic role as luke skywalker yeah and then behind the scenes which most people didn't even know until the recent he did the joker on batman animated series which was in, in all the animated movies that bat of batman as well and think about that that's another iconic the video voice. games too most oh yeah of them. yeah all the video the arkham games. games most you know, he didn't do arkham origins but no no but the, he was smart enough to get away from that one <laughs> i love that guy. i just replayed that I'm actually last week that was a great I'm just, game i'm just messing with you <laughs> people people get all over that game and i never understand why you know why it was because too much bit, too much of the same thing is always where you know yeah like the batman better than arkham knight yeah I, I like the storyline in arkham knight I hated everything being with the Batmobile in that game. Yeah, it looked well, great. It looked well, great. The, I think the combat system you know was better than ever. Because they gave the fans what they wanted. Yeah. The fans wanted to drive the Batmobile for whatever reason. They, but, they uh, weren't just good enough for the combat. The only boss that you fight hand to hand combat is the Riddler, and you have to get every Riddler trophy to do it. It was that was a pain in the yeah. butt that game. But anyways, uh, going back, anyways, Mark Hamill uh, did another iconic role. So you know more iconic roles for him, and of course, like I said, he was awesome as Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> when we found out about that last minute, because they kept that under wraps until about a month out, and we're like, this could be interesting, and he was good. He yeah. was very good. Um, so now for something completely different. What'd you think of the Morbius trailer? Oh, uh, I loved it. Now, I don't uh, know anything about that character, really. I know who it is. I've I, heard of him, but uh, I, I didn't do, know much about it. I that do awesome. know. I do know about the character because I'm I'm obviously big into comic books. Uh, Morbius is a is a is is a vampire esque character. Uh, in the comics, there is a little difference. I, I mean, I understand why they're doing it in the movie differently. Ron had this discussion on Three Fat Nerds. Check that out. Anywhere podcasts can be found by searching Three Fat Nerds or just going to eight one two two productions dot com and you can find us there. Uh, he, uh, Ron was saying, you know, you know, there's different differences. Like uh, he says something about he has the taste for blood in the trailer, and he goes, well, you know, Morbius was a plasma. It was, it was plasma, and he doesn't, he never bit anybody. He had these suckers on his fingers. That's how he would. 
you know, take the plasma out of somebody. I'm like, well, is plasma's in blood? And I was like, oh, so you got to remember that they're trying to make a movie for the mainstream and you see a vampire-esque character, so it should do vampire-esque things. Yeah. So I'm assuming that that's why they're changing some of the mythology, and I'm fine with that. Uh, Jared Leto, by the way, looks amazing in this role. I think that he is the perfect person to play Morbius. I liked him when he was bef- well, he was sickly in the trailer. I liked yeah. it when he first turns over. Uh, Diesel is uh, is one of Diesel's man crushes, and uh, Diesel's like uh, seeing him all ripped with abs and a beard and all rough it, there. Yeah, it's certainly in- a better role for him than the Joker. Oh was. yeah, I agree. I said that as well. And then the little brief glimpse you get to see of the full makeup, just yeah. a brief glimpse, was was really cool. I like how they did that. They saved that for the last. And then I gotta say. How about the bonus trailer scene at the end? So you get to the end, you see the little glimpse, it tells you when it's coming out. Usually that's the end of the trailer. But then we come back to see Michael Keaton as the vulture again. Yeah. Talking to Jared Leto. Yeah. And just kind of tipping the hat that this is possibly part of the MCU. You also, if you notice that one of the times when he's walking through the alley, there is a mural of Spider-Man that has murderer spray painted over. Yeah. So like it, this is very much like taking place in the MCU world where Spider-Man exists. I don't right. know if we'll see a cameo of uh, Spider-Man in this movie, but uh, it, I, I'm excited for this movie. It looks very, very good. It yeah. looks now, well shot. Is he a villain or is he uh, like an anti-hero? Uh, depends on the arc. Mostly villain. Okay. Mostly villain, but he has spent time as an anti-hero as well. Okay. Uh, so he's not quite Venom. Venom's always been an anti-hero. He's never been a villain. Um, the only reason people lump him into being a villain is because he hates Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Because yeah. Eddie Brock hated Peter Parker, and later on, um, uh, it's Flash Thompson. Because Venom has been two different people. He's been Eddie Brock, and he's been Flash Thompson. And uh, both of them have in common that they don't like Peter Parker. Right. You know, Eddie, for the, pretty much the same fucking reason, too. Yeah. Because they, he stole their, their girlfriend. Right. And, uh, you know, they or, and in Flash's way, he also blames him for, like, his career going to the shits. Right. Uh, so the symbiote f- features off that. And the symbiote doesn't like Peter Parker because, if you remember, the original symbiote attached to Peter Parker making the black suit is Spider-Man. So right. the the original f- formation of Venom, and it, he wasn't Venom at the time, was black suit of Spider-Man. But Spider-Man got rid of the symbiote. So he's, the symbiote hates Spider-Man and knows he's Parker because he was part of him. And these people he's attached to hate Peter Parker. So that's why there's always beef between Parker slash Spider-Man and Venom. That's but there's no he's not a villain technically he fights crime and eats the head off of uh, <laughs> villains so Morbius has spent time as a uh, as an antihero in the past as well but he also then started to embrace the dark I I feel like where they're going with the Michael Keaton stuff and stuff is uh, Sony's always wanted to do a Sinister Six movie yeah and uh, I feel like uh, Morbius would be good for a Sinister Six movie and also it just looks great so it's something that hasn't been done so I, I'm I'm excited to see it it looks good. And yeah. I'll be I'll be definitely checking it out. Oh, absolutely! Uh, got a little bit of saw news finally. Woo! Yeah, Chris Rock uh, kind of talking a little bit. Um, now, what we what we do know is right now it's working under the title of the organ donor. We were talking about this off air. We don't know if that's going to be the title, if it's just a working title. We don't know. But everything we're finding about this movie is called the organ donor. Um, but Officially, I'll, it's an untitled saw movie, though. right? Um, so it's coming soon. It's coming this May. Uh, we'll talk about that more in segment two when we when we talk about upcoming moves of 2020. But uh, he did say that it's going to be because a lot of people have been concerned with Chris Rock being involved that it was going to be a comedy that they were going to like dumb it down and make it like humorous. 
And all he said was that it's definitely bloody and gory and it'll have a sprinkling of humor with it. Which you have to have in an American horror movies. Let's be honest. That's, yeah. that's in every movie. Because <laughs> you have to break... And I said this a lot of times. You have to break the monotony of, of a horror movie. Uh, and if, there really hasn't you, been much humor in the Saw series. So it'll be kind of a different... I mean, in a way, there it. has. I mean, uh, you know, Jigsaw has had some smart-ass comments that you could catch, whatever. But it's not ever... It, it, I would call that a sprinkling as well. So it sounds like they're going to stay true to what the series is. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to see a little more smart-assness out of my Jigsaw anyways. I feel like that would be the character to do it. Yeah. But yeah, no, most of the time you have to, you really do have to put some some comedy elements in horror movies. And the reason why is because if you go too dark, too deep, it can get bad. It, yeah. it really can. I mean, there's only a few movies who have ever been able to pull off no humor. And uh, I mean, to an extent, I mean, obviously The Exorcist, very little humor in the movie. Very dark. Uh, but there is some lighthearted scenes in the movie, let's be honest. Right. But it's very dark other than that. That's one of the few that pulls it off. I mean, everything else that comes to mind as far as legendary horror films always has some kind of sprinkling in there, man. Right. Like uh, Evil Dead, the Evil Dead remake, another one that doesn't have a lot of humor. Yeah. Uh, and that pulled it off. But there's a, you have to, it's, it's a hard line. Because even like, even the original Halloween had humor in it. Oh, yeah, totally. There's a ton of humor in it. Totally. Uh, you know, Jaws even has humor in it. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's great because that movie, whew, it, that movie's terrifying as is. Yeah, I know. And scared a generation out of the, actually scared multiple generations out of the water. Still is. Yeah, that's why I said multiple. I almost said yeah. one generation, multiple generations out of the water. And I, I feel like if there's no humor in that movie, then that would have been even worse. But right. I, I, like I said, I, I, they go all hand in hand. I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's going to be bloody and gory. Uh, and I'm also here. I'm, I'm kind of happy that there's a sprinkling, a, a smattering, a, a, a smattering. smattering. Yeah. Not too much, hopefully. So some movies that are coming up, they got some ratings finally. Uh, we we now know that The Invisible Man, I think that we all expected it, is going to be rated R. Not surprised. And uh, the big one, the big one coming this year. Uh, I know you're looking forward to this as much as I am. Fantasy Island. Oh, yeah. PG-13. I'm not surprised. And no. I told you that before. I, yeah. I was feeling it was going to be PG-13. Yeah. Uh, once again, I, I, I really feel like we can't give it the same stigma. There's been other PG-13 movies that have, have, have provided enough horror and enough good time Yeah. Uh, that, that it could it could possibly work. We'll hey, see. Hey, man. We'll find out soon. Like I said, uh, there's been enough. I mean, uh, what is it? Uh, scary Tales to Tell in the Dark. Uh, scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, yeah. yeah which that was, was, that was that's PG. how you make a PG-13 movie good. That was PG-13, and it was, it, it, it was definitely scary at times. Yeah. I mean, there, you don't... <laughs> proving that you don't need blood if you have if you have plenty enough effed up uh, situations yeah. then you're gonna have a good yeah a good I really show. dug that movie yeah uh, I got some news from CBS which we don't talk about very often on the show uh, CBS is developing a new series called Clarice which is gonna be following the character from the Silence of the Lambs uh, the events of the series will be taking place after the Silence of the Lambs it's gonna be set in 1993 um, so obviously a year after the, the uh, movie so in between Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal yes um what we do know, the series, is, this is a quote here, uh, the series is a deep dive into the untold personal story of, of Clarice Starling as she returns to the field to pursue serial murders, m murderers, excuse me, and uh, sexual predators while navigating the high stakes political world of Washington, D.C. So that's kind of the synopsis. Um, also from CBS, uh, The Stand, we knew that there was going to be a series, The Stand, that's going to be coming. Um, that is expected in fourth quarter of 2020, and that'll be on CBS All Access. 
Yeah, awesome. I, uh, I'm i good with both. Uh, uh, I think Clarice is more of a response to like things like Mindhunter being very popular on Netflix, which I'm a big yeah, fan of. Yeah, The Bone Collector is now Bone on Collector NBC. also, yeah. So, like, like, I think that that's very much like why they're going to that well, but I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of it because if you're going to go to that well, you might as well go with a well-known yeah. uh, story. Oh, uh, I'll be watching I'd like this. To see. I'll definitely keep an eye on it. And The Stand, uh, hey, listen. I believe it or not, I like the original Stan miniseries for what it was. I mean, obviously it was a timepiece now, so it's kind of it doesn't look, it doesn't carry over well. If they can kind of recreate that in a way and you know put a modern spin on it, it, it it'll be really good. Never saw that. Um, never read the book. My mother is a huge Stephen King fan. Uh, she says that of all of the novels that he's she's read everything that he's ever put out. That is her favorite novel. The Stand oh, is. A lot of she people. said that the miniseries was god awful compared to the book. Absolutely compared horrible. to the book. Yeah, I mean, but you were talking about a post-apocalyptic world and you also have to remember the original miniseries for it is very dated dude yeah it was like the very, what, 95-ish yeah. and it's very 90s yeah like if you watch it now you'd be like ugh, because it's very 90s yeah so it didn't transfer over but at the time i remember watching it when i was younger and being like hey, you know it's not it wasn't the best but i'm like okay it, it was decent yeah and i feel well, like if you if you modernize it up and you put a little bit of budget into it you might have it. Yeah, I, I just want to also point out real quickly before we kind of wrap up the segment here because I got two more things real quick. Um, my mom is also the person that watched the the first ten minutes of the of it chapter one and turned it off and said, "No, I'm not watching this. This is absolutely horrible. This is nothing like the book. It's horrible. This is horrible." And she characterized the entire that movie and chapter two <laughs> because of the first ten minutes of whatever she saw. Ah, okay. So yeah, take that for what it's worth. Uh, Neca is some Halloween three. Uh, figurines coming. I'm very excited. I know you're excited about, about this. So we're going to talk about it real quick. Yeah, they uh, so they're they're putting out the Halloween three, and it's the kids wearing the mask. You know the uh, the. Uh yeah, the three kids that you see going through, and they have the you know the skeleton, the pumpkin, and the witch mask on. Uh, they stand about they stand six inches tall, and they uh, come with two interchangeable heads. One with the distinctive silver shamrock face, and then the second one, the effects of the trigger mask. So like with uh, the one has like the snake crawling out of it, and <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, and then uh, they also come with uh, trick or treat bags and a TV set accessory with uh, lenticular effect. Uh, they're set to arrive in February of 2020 at a retail cost of $49.99. And that, well, that's all three of them. That's why it's a little more expensive. It's all you get all you three. Get, you get all four. three, yeah. For, oh, for, so for fifty bucks. So yeah. So usually NECA figures cost between twenty and thirty dollars, somewhere in that range. Uh, so that's so like buy three for the price of two. Yeah, pretty way, much. Pretty much. It. And if anybody was wondering what to get rich for a birthday present, there you go. <laughs> you can send it to uh, you can send it to Dragon Master Dragon Master Games in care of uh, the three fat nerds or horizon six or seven doesn't matter at twelve thirty five Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York. <laughs> go ahead and uh, make that happen. If right here like. in Binghamton, New York. That's right. So I'm just throwing that shameless plug out there. But they look they look phenomenal. Go check out if you want. Go check out some images. They're really cool looking. Yeah, they are really cool looking. Uh, last thing we got this week, uh, we, we're going to be doing our, our, you know, every time there's a horror movie that comes out, which seems like it's every other weekend anymore, we got box office news. Underwater hit this past week. Um, now, first thing I just want to mention is everybody that I have read reviews on has given it a pretty positive review. Um, I know that you said that you knew a couple people that saw it and they they rather enjoyed well, it. Well, Ron from our show, from Horizon yeah. Six Hundred Seven and also the Three Fat Nerds, he talked about it on the Three Fat Nerds podcast the other day. He said it was very uh, enjoyable. So, and also um, the uh, the professor, uh, he went to see it and he said that other than Kristen Stewart, who he said sucks, uh, he said that it was you know it was pretty it was okay. He said it was an okay movie. He he you know there was things about it that he liked. However, this movie had a budget of between sixty and eighty million dollars. And it made a whopping 
seven million dollars. Yeah, that's the epic fail of the week. So and now they, they did say that based on, on what it made here, it was going to need to take an enormous haul overseas. Um, it only made $7.1 million overseas as well. So yeah. $14.1 million on an estimated 60 to $80 million budget. Yeah, that's a massive, massive loss. Yeah, well, sometimes you sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. You know, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. But with that, you know what? Uh, you know, we want to hear from you. Did you guys? Did you guys go out and see it? Did you go out and uh, check out uh, underwater? Because if you did, we want to hear what you thought about that. And it's easy. You know how you can tell us. You know how you can conversate with us about anything we talk about, including what you thought about underwater. You can go to Facebook Horror Zone Six Oh Seven, like that page and share that page while you're at to help us out. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and. Instagram. Instagram at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HZ607 to talk about the show. Also, you can visit us on 8122productions.com. You can read some uh, reviews that Mike C. has done. You can get our whole catalog of uh, to stream and download right from 8122productions.com. Also, you can uh, check out the Three Fat Nerds, our other podcast for offering, um, as long as a ton of other stuff. Check out where we're at and everything else. So check out 8122productions.com. And last but certainly not least, if you would like to support the show and help us pay some bills here you can do that on patreon patreon.com slash 8122 productions for as little as we have two tiers one dollar and three dollars so as little as twelve dollars a year you get a ton of extra bonus content plus you help support the show and keep us going and uh, all the stuff that we have to pay for here and you do that once again on patreon.com slash 8122 productions well, with that, uh, guess what time it is, Mike? It is time to take our break. When we come back, we are going to be talking horror. More specifically, we are going to be uh, talking about movies, the horror movies that you have to look forward to coming out in 2020. The ones that excite us, the ones that don't excite us, even the ones we don't even know a damn thing about. We are going to let you know what they are. So that way you have, uh, you know, somewhat of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? more knowledgeable to see what you can go see in the world of horror and mind you there's going to be a ton more you know but we'll jump into that later so we'll be right back hey this is dustin perry from ghost hunters and ghost hunters international and you listen to horror zone 607 started off nice and funky man that's what i'm talking about yeah ghostbusters all right we are going to uh talk some horror ladies and gentlemen and you know if we're going to be talking horror uh you know we got to get a little pumped we got a little excited because that's that's what we love heaping spoonful of foreshadowing right there a big heaping spoonful of foreshadowing because this week on talking horror we are going to preview the year to come in 2020 as far as horror movies are concerned now mind you i got to give you a little caveat to the list 
we uh, took our list from the internet. Uh, we also, you know, I my, the list I'm going to be reading off is IMDb, and then Mike's going to fill in some gaps later on that he found outside of IMDb. Uh, and of course, there's going to be a bunch of independent films, a bunch of fan films, all that stuff that we might not have on the list because it's, you know, either, you know, because they don't usually gather them this early in the game. Right. So with that being said, there's going to probably be a whole lot more. The best way to find out about those... Tune in every week to Horror Zone 607 because as they as the information comes out, we always pass that on. Right, and and again, you know, keep in mind these are tentative release dates, and until yes. they release, you know, things can obviously change. And, and some of them do not have release dates yet. We just know that they are in very either production or post production now, so right. that means that they will be launching in 2020, hopefully, unless they get pushed back like uh, Underwater did for two years. Yes, but we we can only go by the information we have. But right. once again, like I said, the best way to catch up on any of the fan stuff coming out or any of the into more independent movies that are coming out as they come out listen to horizon 607 every week you already if you already do that you you already know we cover all that stuff as it comes to us and it's it's always a fun time but these are the movies that we are looking forward to in the horror genre in 2020 well some of them we're looking forward to let's be honest some of them <laughs> not some, so some of them i don't know anything about and some of them i'm not interested in period so. <clears throat> fantasy island <clears throat> Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go see that because it's, it's going to be either good or bad. We'll talk about that in a minute, though. Yeah. So let's start off. We're going to start off with two movies that are already out because obviously we did this later because we had our year in review and then we had our decade in review. Uh, so, of course, we already saw this. You already heard it. The Grudge. It came out and, you know, that, that long ago. By the way, I just want to point out IMDb. They gave it 4.1 stars. So oh. it's right in line with what you gave it. Yeah. Four out of ten. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Underwater, which just came out. And they've given that 6.2 stars on IMDb. So. Once again, it's, it's grading well. Critics are, are receiving it well, but it, it, some people, you know, obviously it's just not making money. So let's going up. January 24th, we got The Turning coming out. Uh, how are you feeling about The Turning? Is it one of the ones that you're looking forward um, to or not? It looks a little different, so I don't know what to think of it yet. Um, but I'm, you know, it's a horror movie. I'm interested in seeing it. Awesome. Uh, so uh, then coming out January 31st, we've talked about this a little bit, Gretel and Hansel. Yeah, this I kind of, when I first kind of saw the that this was coming out, I was like, oh, great. It's going to be Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. It's going to be just like that again. But this actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I, 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 it feels like something that's like an insidious conjuring mixed of the Gretel and Hansel story. It's, it feels real creepy. Yeah, you know, I was terrified. I remember my grandmother telling me that story when I was about maybe five, six years old. And I, it, I was scared to death of it. So yeah, it kind of had that look of what I remember imagining in my mind when I heard the story the first time. Well, we got there. I told you to hold on because Valentine. Day, February 14th, Fantasy Island comes to a theater near you. We've talked about this ad nauseum. I'm not going to give it too much more time. I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying. You're going to be warned. It's either going to be so predictable it's going to be bad or they're going to do some real interesting stuff and it's going to be great. I'm leaning towards the former. Yeah, I know I'll be taking my girlfriend to see this on Valentine's Day. Yeah, right. She ain't going. No. She's not. You're not even going to get her near that theater. I probably won't even get dinner with her. Uh, so February 21st, Bram's The Boy 2 comes out. Yeah, I didn't see the first one. I always wanted to. I think I actually DVR'd it at one point, so I still need to watch it. Um, people, it got, it got mixed reviews, but I think it got a little bit better positive, a little more positive reviews than negative reviews. So I'm uh, kind of anxious to see that and then check this out. Finally, starting off uh, the, the movies I really want to sink my teeth into this year, uh, February 28th, The Invisible Man hits the theaters. That's the first yeah. one I'm super pumped for. Yeah, same here. Can't wait to see that. So that one I'm definitely is going to be a must-watch. You'll definitely get a review here on Horror Zone 607. Uh, followed by uh, March 20th, almost a little less than a month later, Quiet Place Part 2, Not So Quiet Place. Not So Quiet Place. I, I still dig it. I'm going to go see it. It looks like they're going into a cool direction. In my yeah, opinion. it really does. And again, anything that's got Killian Murphy in it, whew, that guy's great. 
Then April's a big month for horror, by the way. Yeah, yeah, bigger than I expected. April 3rd, New Mutants comes out, finally. Yes. And uh, now we, we, we report on Three Fat Nerds. It is, Marvel Studios says it is tied into the MCU. Really? Mm-hmm. So it is an MCU movie. Interesting. It's uh, basically, I think they're using this movie to tie mutants into the MCU. So there you go. But it's also still going to be a horror-esque movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, the one that I'm real excited for in April, April 10th, or April 17th, sorry, it's the 10th, uh, Antlers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited that about this I'm too. This looks for. like a great creature feature movie. We've talked about it uh, ad nauseum as well, because after we saw the first trailer for it, we were like, this is great. Then we saw the trailer on the big screen, yeah. the newest trailer on the big screen before uh, uh, The Grudge, and it was like, okay, we got to go see this well, movie. When you first told me you got to check this out, and I heard the title and stuff, I thought it was going to be like some independent film that was going to get like a small release, not produced like by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea that it was going to be oh, as big so as it, it's becoming. I don't know a lot about this movie, so hopefully you do. April twenty fourth, Annabellum. Yeah, I don't really know much about that either. Um, it's got a butterfly and blood. Yeah, on the picture. Sorry, and it's it is brought to you from the producers of Get Out and Us. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I, I believe that I actually, because I, I made the list, too. So far, you and I are we're on the same page here with everything. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that I did watch a trailer for this, and I believe that it takes place, like, back in, like, it's going back and forth between modern times and, like, Civil War times and, like, slavery era. And, like, something, like a ghost story or something going. I, I could be wrong, the but syn- I think that that's the, the movie. The synopsis for the movie I have here. Successful author, author Veronica finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. And it does look like she's going gone back into time or something. It, yeah. it does look very much that way. Um, once again, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to have to check uh, that out. Once again, it is from the producers of Get Out and Us. Yeah. Uh, so then May 15th, we were just talking about it. The Untitled Saw Project will be arriving in theaters. Uh, that's the first of the nostalgia trips for the year. Yeah. Going going down, and then there's a few more. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Uh, yeah, I, I love Saw. I, I have faith in it. The, 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 the stills from uh, seeing Chris Rock in his hat looking like uh, like a detective, it looked pretty cool. So I, yeah. I, I, I'm digging. I'm going to go see it. I, I like that it's a different take for him. I've never seen him do anything serious. He's always just kind of like the big mouth you know, mm-hmm. comedy guy. I've seen him do a couple things serious. Uh, of course, uh, most famously, New Jack City. Where he oh, was he in that? I never saw yeah, that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, that's from the early 90s, though. It's got yeah. Ice-T and Judd Nelson in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of nostalgia feels, June 12th, almost a month later, Candyman will hit the theaters. Yeah, and you know, I almost passed by this accidentally when I was making my list yesterday, preparing for the show, and uh, I, I completely forgot about this. I keep forgetting that this is coming, but man, am I excited to see that. I am so and I, I'm so happy that it's actually being filmed in the exact same location that the original was, and it is a direct sequel to the original. Cabrini Green projects are gone; it's a more gentrified area yeah. now, and uh, you know, it's I'm I'm anxious to see what they do with it. That's cool. Uh, so the July 10th, we are getting a movie, and it's in pre-production still, which is kind of interesting that they have a date. Uh, the Untitled Purge sequel. Yeah, yeah, I did see that Purge Five. Um, I don't know. What more is there to say about The Purge? I, right now, I'm totally digging the series on USA. So I, I still have a couple movies to catch up on with that series. But August 7th, a movie called The Empty Man. It's a crime oh. drama horror comes out. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get to that, you missed you missed something. Also on July 10th, there's not just The Purge 5 that's scheduled to come out. 
No, no. Ghostbusters Afterlife is scheduled to come I out. I wasn't missing that. I was saving that to the end, but thanks were you? for bearing the lead. Well, I didn't realize that. I thought we were going in order here. We were until I skipped that one. Ah. On but no, let's talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife comes out also on July 10th, which will make all the money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, That's I, why I kind of have a feeling, first of all, that there's not going to be a Purge movie. Considering it's in pre-production, there's no way I can see that coming out it's in July time. But yes, uh, yes, but I did not skip over. I saved it to the end because I mean it was it's, it's probably the biggest movie of the, the main year. event. Yeah, but anyway, so yes, there you go. Ghostbusters Afterlife, July tenth. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, now that Mike Berry that lead, The Empty Man is coming out. It's a crime drama horror movie. It is completed, so it's coming out August seventh, twenty twenty. August fourteenth of twenty twenty, we're getting Malignant. Yeah, the James Wan Jalo. Yes, yes. That's the one that we were talking about uh, last year. It is in post-production, so that'll probably be yeah, pretty much should on be time. Out September 11th is a big one. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, comes out Conjuring 3. Yeah, we'll be there for that one. Absolutely. September 25th, we get The Last Night in Soho. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about this. I, I'm a little interested in this one, though. I kind of read about it and I'm kind of interested. The synopsis we have, a young girl passionate in fashion design is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters her idol, a dazzling wannabe singer. But 1960s London is not what it seems, and time seems to fall apart with sandy consequences. Yeah. So it, it looks like it looks very, very interesting. I'm, I'm going to be definitely intrigued to see that. Uh, the big heavyweight comes out next, Mike. Oh, the yeah. Big heavyweight. October 16th, Halloween Kills. Oh, I thought it was going to be The Notebook, too. No, 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 no. It's it's Halloween Kills, Mike. October 16th. That's the heavyweight of the year. Yeah. The first of the last two movies, because the following year in October, Halloween Ends comes out. Yes. So, I don't know. I I, I think that's the most... Into- I got to be honest. Ghostbusters is going to be the most... Uh, it's going to be the biggest movie as far as uh, cross-the-line appeal. Yeah. But I think, the, I think the heavy hitter for the horror movie is definitely going to be Halloween Kills this year. I don't know that as it'll do as, as much money as Halloween 2018 did, but it's going to make it's going to make dollars. I think it, it's, it's going to make some I think some it's going to do damn close, if yeah. not more. And the reason behind me saying that uh is that um I feel like enough people loved Halloween 2018. I know you're not amongst them, right. but, and I mean I know I'm even kind of in the minority as well putting it in the middle of the road uh that I think that they're going to be like, "Oh, here it is, the sequel." I, I really do. Yeah. We were wondering when they were going to do it. Uh, November 30th, it's on the slate. Escape Room 2 is coming. Film. Yes. Yeah, so it's we currently... were wondering, we were we were musing that the other week. They kind of kept it under wraps for a little bit. Yeah. But it's coming. Yeah. Uh, movie and post-production. So now I'm going to get into some that are not uh, uh, dates. They don't have dates. I and mean, also coming out this year is also in, in December, I do believe, or late November. Uh, it's not on my list of these, but uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Comes out in November or December. I can't remember the exact date. Uh, I, I kind of, you know, it's a loosely horror movie. I'm looking forward to it because I love Godzilla. Uh, so all the rest of them I have do not, and I repeat, are slated to come out in 2020, but do not have dates. Uh, and the first one I know you also were looking at, Wrong Turn, The Foundation. Yeah. I still want to know if that's going to be direct-to-video or if it's going to be in theaters. I don't know. It's, it says it's in post-production. There is no date. There's no information past that. Uh, another one we're getting is Army of the Dead. Yeah. Coming out in post production, isn't that the uh, one that uh, Greg Nicotero is part of? Believe? I believe so. Let me let me look it up. Real I could quick. be wrong about that. I I remember we talked about it and oh, it's it, no, it's exactly yes. Nicotero is a producer on it, but it's directed by Zack Snyder. Oh yeah, yeah Dave yeah, ba- yeah, yeah. Dave Bautista's in it. Crystalilla 
and Dave Bautista. Bautista. Yeah. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. If I'm not mistaken, this, I think that movie is going straight to Netflix. Because I, I think uh, you, when we covered it originally, it was a Netflix movie, but yeah. it's not saying it on here. Maybe they changed their mind or put it in the But it has Dave theaters. Bautista in it. The guy, I know. The guy's a real animal. Uh, listen, nowadays, Netflix pays those big movies. I mean, they oh, had yeah. the Irishman. They had everybody in it. Yeah. But uh, Which yeah, is up for so an Academy Award. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe their uh, Netflix is like, let's take it to the theater. Uh, but uh, next up is something that you were shining a little more of a light on, and I was kind of confused because there's Fear Street and Fear Street Two are both announced. Yeah, from what I read about that, it's an R.L. Stein um, adaptation, and uh, from what I saw of it, it was going to be coming out. And then I, whatever I read, I think I read it on Wikipedia. Mm. They said that there was actually a part two and a part three that were going to be coming out within days after the first one. So I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, the only thing it says, the only thing I can find here is uh, a murder mystery shakes up the town of Shady Side, Ohio. Feature adaptation of R.L. Stein's book series. Yeah. So it looks like they're uh, either knocking them all out of the park at once or slowly knocking them out of the park. But there you go. Uh, speaking of Netflix, there is a Netflix one. Of course, as we know, Netflix never announces when things are coming out until <laughs> closer. Right. Uh, there's someone inside your house. Yeah. Yeah, uh, do you know anything about one. this? Don't know. I saw it on the list, but I just kind of passed by it. It's in post-production. A teenage girl is troubled by a series of murders occurring at her high school. So oh. uh, that is the uh, the synopsis for there's someone at your house. Uh, I'll check it out because it's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, next up, False Positive. Uh, False Positive is a movie that has no plot currently known. So it's expected <laughs> in 2020. I'm being serious. Sounds like a big one. So I'm being serious. There's no poster. There's nothing that I can go tell you. Sorry, hey, guys. You know what? That could end up being the next Ready or Not. Who knows? You never know. That's that's true. Because Ready or Not was one of those movies uh, when we popped up out of nowhere. Popped out of nowhere. Uh, next one up is a, a horror. It looks like a horror rom, a rom- romantic horror movie, if you will. It's called Run, Sweetheart, Run. Yeah. A woman tries to get some al- alive after her, a woman tries to get home alive after her blind date turns violent. Boy, it's a Tinder world. This is a, this is a movie that I think Diesel could, sh- sh- you know, sink his teeth into. Oh, we should make him watch it. For love is scary. Yes, we should. Uh, the next one is one that I am waiting for anxiously, and it's filming currently. I do believe it will be out this year uh, because it's filming, and uh, we had talked about it when we heard about it. The Collected, which yeah. is the Collector Three. Very it has excited a really for cool, that. It has a really cool poster. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Synopsis is this is the third film in the Collector franchise, follow up to 2012's The Collection by Marcus Dunson and Patrick Melton. Everybody is back. Uh, uh, Josh Stewart, by the way, is back, yeah. reprising his role as, as Arkin. Yeah, so I'm glad to cool. hear that. And uh, obviously, The Killer is back as well. Uh, separation comes out this year as well. It's in post-production currently. Uh, you know anything about this, Mike? Nope. Haven't even heard of that one. This is up your alley though. A young girl finds solace in her artist father and the ghost of her dead mother. Oh, I feel like that's up your alley for some reason. Yeah. sounds like she's all that. Oh, Hey, Oh, uh, the next couple have no, uh, have, have nothing, you know, yet. (laughs) Hopefully they will be, uh, one's called his house. And the other one is called You Should Have Left. They don't have pictures. They don't have synopsis. Nothing. They just know that they're in production. Actually, You Should Have Left is completed, which is weird. And the other one's in post-production. And yet there's no information. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, how about The Pale Door? It's a horror western. Oh. Yeah, man. We don't have enough of those, actually. After a train robbery goes bad, two brothers leading a gang of cowboys must survive the night in a ghost town inhabited by a coven of witches. Interesting. Sounds intriguing. It's got a really cool poster too. Yeah, that's something. I, I, you know, I say all the time that there's not enough like period horror. See that poster? So that could be really cool. I, I know you guys at home can't see it, but I'm showing Mike. 
Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's really cool. We got two two movies also in post-production. I don't know if they... I'll see if they have a synopsis to them. Uh, one of them is called Untitled Body Swap Thriller. <laughs> And, and huh. by the way, there is a synopsis to this untitled body swap thriller. Uh, after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer, a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent. So Jennifer's body? <laughs> Maybe. I just love how it's untitled body swap thriller. Yeah. But it has a synopsis. And the other one is a Netflix movie. I'm thinking of ending things. The synopsis for this is an unexpected detour causes a woman who is trying to figure out how to break up with her boyfriend to rethink her life. Diesel also needs to Oh, yeah, I think Tony Collette's in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, let me check again. Let me see. I'm pretty it's sure she post, is. It's in post-production. Hold on. In fact, I, I think I, that she's the one that's thinking of ending things, if I'm I, not I, mistaken. I, I clicked off of it too quickly, sir. I clicked off of it too quickly. Uh, yes, Tony Collette is in it. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure so she's uh, thinking Jess, of ending. Uh, man, I hate one. Jesse Buckley is also in it. Oh, it's got I don't she's know who a Jesse she's is. a British actress. Oh, so yeah, so there's there's a cast that's coming to Netflix sometime this year. And the last one I have on my list uh, before I turn it over to you for stuff. This is direct to video. It says direct to video right on it. It's called Hunter's Moon. Oh. Have you ever uh, have you heard about this, Mike? No. So it's uh, sheriff makes a strange discovery when he's get when he gets called to an orchard where three teenage sisters have been attacked by a band of young delinquents. And it's called Harvest Moon, and it's starring oh. Thomas Jane, Jay really? Moore. Wow, it's got a cast, brother. Oh, Amanda Wiss is in it. Our friend Amanda Wiss. Really? Yeah, Amanda Wiss is in it. Wow, it's it's got a cast, brother. Maybe we'll see her at one of the conventions this year, and we can talk to her about it. Maybe. That's interesting. So it looks like a decent plot, and that's direct to video. Thomas Jane and Jay Moore. And wow. Amanda Wiss. I'm all in. All right, uh, you got anything that I uh, might have missed off of there when you were doing your deep dive? The only other thing that uh, that I had on here that you didn't was uh, Morbius uh, coming out July 31st. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I, I skipped over because we just talked about it in the opening right. segment. Sorry about that. I guys, probably should have mentioned yeah. it at the time that we were talking about it. But uh, but yeah, no, that's the only other thing that I had here. So um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, there's there's a lot of horror. And it wasn't always like this. You know, there was a lot of, you know, if there was stuff that would come out, it would be direct to video in the 90s, and it wasn't good stuff. This is some high-quality horror that we have coming out. High-quality H2O. <laughs> By the way, when when the Oscar nominations came out, Adam Sandler had a great tweet yesterday saying, like... Well, when he got snubbed? Yeah, yeah like certain things yeah. got snubbed. He goes, but but happy the mama got nominated, and it was a picture of Kathy Bates yeah, from she did. Waterboy. Yeah, Kathy Bates got nominated yeah. for an Oscar, which is awesome. But he posted a picture of her from Waterboy. He, he got uh, he got snubbed for uh, the the Jewels movie he did. Yeah, yeah, uh, uncut Jewels. Or yeah. called Gems. One of the, I can't remember. One of those two. Sorry. I, I want to see it, though. It looks really good. And it's uh, everybody's saying how great the movie is. Yeah. And it got snubbed at the Oscars. Once again, I mean, horror got snubbed at the Oscars. Yeah. There's, nothing, there's big, nothing. Big time. Actually, a lot of things got snubbed. I was really... Unless you count Joker. Joker, if you count Joker towards the horror side of things, Joker is... Uh, got. He's they're, they're, uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix should win Best Actor. Uh, uh uh, they're up for. They did it at the Golden Globes. So yeah, Todd Phillips is up for best director. It's up for best screenplay. It's up for best movie. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. Joker's yeah. I was up for a lot. not surprised, but a little surprised at the same time that Us didn't get something. You know that it didn't get some kind of nomination. I would have um, thought maybe soundtrack. Yeah, I would have thought like Lupita. I I know I don't know how to 
exactly pronounce her last name, but Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. I, I thought for sure she was going to be up for Best Actress. No, they, she she deserved it. She was great in that movie. They had they, there's a strong list of Best Actress. Uh, there's a lot of people. Robert De Niro got snubbed for Best Actor for Irishman. Yeah. Although both Joe Pesci and uh, Al Pacino both are nominated for Best Supporting Actor, right? Um, you know, I, I saw I'm hoping Tom Joe Hanks was up for Best Supporting Actor, for Mr. A, Rogers. Yeah, how the movie's about Mr. Rogers? Ah, He's playing Mr. Rogers. How was ah, he not? How was he not ah, Best Actor? I didn't see the yeah, movie. But the, uh, I have not seen the movie, but Ron did. And I do want to see the movie. So the movie is not, it, even though it's uh, it's Welcome to My Neighborhood. Yeah, uh, it's not. Uh, it's about the. An, uh, it's about a guy who worked, I do believe, for Rolling Stone, who wrote the article oh. on Mr. Rogers. Although Mr. Rogers plays a big part in the movie, he is supporting. Ah, uh, I didn't realize that. But Ron told it looked me good. Yeah, but I didn't Ron says that. it's amazing. Ron says it's really good, and uh, he hopes that. Uh, Tom Hanks wins. I hope that Joe Pesci wins, just because I think it's about damn time we get Joe Pesci award. Yeah, but so, he's been off the radar for yeah, a long exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. Let's give let's give Joe Pesci an award. Because can you, you imagine know, if he wins it? I'm telling you right now, what he should do. They should. They're already Disney Plus is already remaking Home Alone. There, it's on. It's happening. From what I've been reading, get him back in to play to to play uh, whatever his character is. Not not Marv. Harry was Harry. Harry. Yeah, he should play Harry again. Uh, I, I just I, I love <laughs> fresh the, off an Academy Award win. I, I love the fact that he could possibly win. But yeah, uh, I I think Joaquin Phoenix. When I was looking at the things, it's Joaquin Phoenix's uh, year. Yeah, I don't think uh, Brad Pitt's also up for a Best Supporting Actor yeah, for it's like, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is getting a lot of nods. Leo's yeah. up for Best Actor. Brad's up for Best Supporting Actor. It's up for Best Movie. Margot Robbie's up for Best Supporting Actress in that one. Like so, there's a lot. Was Tarantino of, like, up for Best uh, Director? Yes, Tarantino's up for Best Director and for Best Screenplay. Nice for that movie. Like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood could win some awards. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot going on at the. I Academy have a feeling 1917 is going to like clean up. Just uh, like it did with the Golden Globes, I don't. But. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture because I think Diesel's Diesel synopsis is, is right. I think uh, I believe it or not, my my dark horse pick is with Diesel because we covered this on Three Fat Nerds. So if you want to go back and hear a deeper dive, uh, but I'll give you a quick synopsis here. I think a Marriage Story is going to win this year. And the reason why is because with everything happening in the world right now with war, I don't think they're going to give the movie to a war movie, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, but Marriage Story looks very good as well with uh, Adam Driver. So, uh, so sure. there's, there's, he's like, sure. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on in the world today, brother. Yeah, That's good stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, there's Scarlett Johansson could win two Oscars. Yeah, I saw that. She's up for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Best Actress for The Marriage Story, Best Supporting Actress for Jojo Rabbit. Wouldn't that, She won't probably win either one of them, but can you imagine if she won both? It, exactly. I don't By think, the way, why, has that uh, ever happened? Uh, no, it would be a first. Taika Waititi's also up for Jojo Rabbit for Picture of the Year. Okay. Right? Mind you, it's a movie where Adolf Hitler is the kid's imaginary friend. Oh, I don't know. So I, I, never I, got, I gotta see. The, I saw. I gotta it was see the movie. I don't know what it is. Gotta see the movie. You Most of these see, movies. They check come out the tra- I've never check out the trailer. You gotta see it. It's actually and it's Taika Waititi. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, only Taika. I, we were making a joke about only Taika Waititi could uh, make Hitler funny again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but whatever, because it does take place back in uh, Nazi Germany during Hitler Youth. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting movie. 
uh, and it's up for a bunch of awards. So obviously very good. We, me and Diesel wanted to see it because the trailer was so good. And uh, of course it didn't get a wide open. So we're hoping usually they put the best movie nominations at Regal does it every year coming in. They'll put them in the theater so you can see all the best movie nominations. You can usually buy a ticket for that. Oh. And uh, me and Diesel, and you can go whenever you want, obviously, right. but you buy a ticket and you can see them all. Me and Diesel are definitely interested this year because I would like to see, uh, I, I already saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood once. I would love to see it again. It was a good movie. Uh, obviously, I saw Joker, so I mean, I would see, I would watch it again. But Jojo Rabbit, I didn't get a chance to see because it wasn't a wide release, and that would be a good one to see. I did not get a chance to see Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, Ron did, and he said it was amazing. Uh, Christian Bale got snubbed for that for mm-hmm. Best Actor, I guess. Uh, and and uh, Ron was like, "Yeah, he's really good in the movie." Um, so there's a lot of them that I haven't seen yet. There's also one from. Uh, it's a foreign film, and it's also up. For, it's called Parasite. Yeah, and um, a lot you brought of hype. That up. Um, a lot of hype behind it. I actually uh, hung out with our, our good friend Luke uh, on Saturday night before Richard Palooza. Um, I actually showed him uh, he had never seen the Final Girls, so I went over and I watched that with him and his girlfriend. And uh, the professor is uh, also lives with them. And uh, he he came home from work, and uh, he was talking a big big about uh, Parasite. And uh, this is actually, uh, you know, we might as well get into, you know, what we're going to talk about next week. Um, I, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. <laughs> I don't know what kind of news is going to come up between now and then. But uh, I do know that tentatively scheduled, uh, the professor is supposed to be in studio next week. And he wanted to actually discuss Parasite and uh, movies like Midsummer and stuff like that. You know, kind of like the, the more artsy uh, movies that, that did really well. You know, those kind of independent movies. You mean the movies we don't usually watch? The movies that we don't watch that uh-huh. he loves. So uh, he, he wants to actually come in and talk about those movies. But he was really, really high on Parasite. He said it was fantastic. He said I would hate it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he said it was really, really it's, good. It's, it's catching a lot of hype. That's all I know about it. It did win the Golden Globe for Best Foreign Film. And yeah. it is up for the, the Oscar nomination for Best Movie. Uh, so that's all I know about that movie off the top of my head. For yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, other than that, you know, you got a little bonus uh, Oscars talk because the nominations came out this week. So. Yeah. There we go. Well, with that, uh, you know what? If you want to talk about any movies that we might have missed, you might know about an independent movie or something coming out. Hey, let us know so we can plug it here on the show, as we always do. Uh, if you want to talk about any of the movies, maybe uh, there's a movie on the list that you're more hyped about that we weren't. You can shed some light on. Do that as well. Or anything else you want to talk to us about, hit us up on Facebook, HorrorZone607. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Remember uh, to use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation so we know we know you're talking to us. Help us out there. Uh, so you can go to 81. 22productions.com check out Mike C's reviews check out the Horror Zone 607 page check out 3 Fat Nerds page you can get all that you can stream and download all the shows from there as well as well as you can obviously you guys know you can get it on any podcatcher that there is just by searching Horror Zone 607 also you can find out our news and events as like you know our next slated event that we have well we have the 3 Fat Nerds anniversary uh, show second anniversary show uh, party here at Dragon Master Games we are still booking a date that will be in April and also, we will have, which was a lot of fun last year. Mike was there. It was. Uh, for the first anniversary. And uh, so we, we have that second. And of course, we are this year. Last year, we did our ratings of all the MCU movies. This year, we're doing all the ratings of all the Star Wars movies. Oh, I did just see uh, uh, The Rise of Skywalker yes, the yes, other yes, day. Yes. I loved it. I, I liked it as well. Uh, Ron, not so much, but I liked it. We should so get a cake. Diesel. We should get a big anniversary cake. 
Well, last year we had the cookie cake. Oh, that's right. They we said did. happy anniversary, three fat nerds. And it's just seen the look I got when I had the lady put three fat nerds on it. Dare I say that we should maybe get a Wegmans cake? Maybe, maybe. Anyways, so continuing on, though. Uh, so that's the, that's the next date. We'll uh, uh, keep your eyes posted on the website, and we'll talk about it on here. Uh, we just don't have a date yet because we have to work it out with Dragon Master Games, make sure there's no events going in the store that would affect us having that party. And then, of course, uh, May 2nd and 3rd, we'll be part of BroomCon at SUNY Broom's Ice Rink. I can tell you this right now. There will be a live Horror Zone 607. Wow. Podcast at BroomCon. Nice. I'm doing a lot of work there. Uh, there'll be a live Three Fat Nerds. There'll be a live Horizon 607. There'll be a live Ocho Dura Parlay Hour. So six, hashtag 607 podcast is, is all over the place and much, much more. Uh, for ticket information for uh, that event, go to broomcon.com. You can get your tickets today. Also, uh, if you are a vendor or interested in sponsorships, they have those available as well. Go to broomcon.com to find out more information about that as well, as that's available to you for that event as well. And of course, an October Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Uh, so, I mean, that's a little ways off, uh, but we're going to be getting announcements soon. So we'll be talking about the announcements yes, as they are. come and uh, on top of all of that uh, there'll be other things we're going to whether we're going to it to cover the event and an uh, official press uh, or actually there's some other events that I kind of just want to go to as a fan and then we'll give you our coverage of them anyways because uh, as I said before on this show and I, I did say it on this show sometimes going as a fan I, I haven't gone as a fan in a while and I, I might want to do that just for this show because you know what it'd be nice to just walk around and talk to some of the people and yeah. and get a feel for the room and have a good time and then come talk about it here uh, but also if you're interested and you have a convention that's going on or anything you want to plug or a movie or anything you're doing, always hit us up. Hit us up at HorrorZone607 on Facebook, Twitter, wherever. Just hit us up and uh, or go to A122 Productions and there's a contact us bar. Go to the contact us bar at A122 Productions and it'll send us an email. If you have something you want us to plug, we're always uh, on board to plug something, look at it, you know, get it out there. We do DIY, so we're always looking forward to, you know, helping other people out as well. Just throwing it out there. I know I don't throw it out all the time, but that's always available. Uh, last but certainly not least, if you want to support the show, get some cool, you get this show early. Get the show before anybody else gets it. Uh, get get bonus content for the Three Fat Nerds. Get bonus content for the wrestling show on the Three Fat Nerds podcast network. Uh, also, uh, you know, uncut, uncensored, uncooked for those shows as well. And on top of it, if you want to hear the hottest show on the internet, according to Ken M of the ODPH, that is Love is Scary with Spooky Might and Dr. Derek. <laughs> it is a must listen. And Dr. Derek is going to be doing uh, some episodes without Spooky Mike as well because Dr. Derek is going after Dr. Drew's throne. He oh. said, fuck Dr. Drew. We're going to do a couple extra. You know, if Mike can't make it, we'll definitely do the one with Mike, but we'll do a couple other ones because he, he wants to make it like the new age love line with kink. Yeah, and I saw the other day Dr. Drew's running for some sort of off. I don't know if it was Senate yeah, or well, governor or something in California, so well, uh, there, we, there may be an opening. Uh, as Ken M always reminds the listeners on the wrestling show and on the ODPH, this is the reason to join and our Patreon, but we cannot go into description about it because Ken M, for us, uh, for all of us, for our safety, went out and reached out to all the pod uh, providers to see if we could talk about any of it on air to kind of plug it a little more and they said if we even talk about some of the things that are discussed on this show that we would be kicked off of multiple writers <laughs> i'm i'm not even joking yeah. it's real i saw the email oh, I'm, I'm being serious so if you want to hear it's too hot for 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 a lot of the podcatchers but that's why it's behind the paywall on patreon plus we're not trying to get rich it's one dollar a month or three dollars a month or the two tiers uh, for the one dollar a month fee you get all the bonus content 
uh, you get extra stuff for the three dollars a month and it really does help pay the bills here and help us get new stuff for the studio and keep bringing you shows and you're getting a ton of extra bonus content patreon.com slash 8122 productions if you so deem fit if not as we say every week don't feel pressured the show is going to come to you free every week because we enjoy doing it mike that is all i have to plug and go yeah. all right well thank you rich and uh thank you the listeners week in and week out for tuning in and listening to horror zone 607 we appreciate it we love that you guys do a uh, special shout out to uh to our listener russ uh, started listening to the show last week left us a couple comments on uh on our facebook page thanks for listening buddy we hope you're enjoying the show still and uh you know anybody else uh you know there's you know any uh you know things you want to talk about any any upcoming horror movies anything at all reach out to us we'd love to hear from you guys uh but again next week uh we anticipate that the uh, professor will be in the studio so that'll be fun to have him here and uh can't wait to talk more horror next week so until then for rich this is mike c saying see ya